Coming up on today's show, we wrap up our discussion of the Star Wars franchise. Steve Wise, Jason Robbins, and Jonathan McIntosh join me once again to discuss what we're calling the Disney era of Star Wars. We talk about our initial reaction to when Disney bought Lucasfilm and the announcement that came soon after about a new trilogy that would start with The Force Awakens. We also talk about Rogue One, why Solo really isn't as bad of a movie as you might remember, We touch a little bit on The Mandalorian. Of course, we have to discuss the most polarizing film of the entire franchise, The Last Jedi. And we wrap things up with our predictions for what might happen in The Rise of Skywalker. So you get to hear about all of that and more on today's episode of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, which starts right now. I did want to go back to you talking about what order do you watch the movies in. I tried watching it. I'm sure you guys are aware of the machete order. Yes. I actually did that two years ago. It might be my favorite way to watch the entire saga. I like that one. So is for those who don't know what it is, you start with episode four, then five. Then you go back and watch episodes two and three. So it's almost like when you learn Vader is Anakin, you're seeing a flashback of his life and his relationship with Obi-Wan. You see the Republic at its peak. Then you see it fall. He'll become Vader. And then you flash forward back to the quote-unquote present, and then you end it with Return of the Jedi. It, it eliminates Phantom Menace completely. I don't. But, I, I, I watch the Machete Order, but with Phantom Menace. Oh, okay. I, I left Phantom Menace out when I did it. Again, you know, yes, you're glossing, you're you're completely cutting out little Annie, but just for the setup of the, you know, okay, the the Federation, uh, the trade runners, okay, there's a, okay, you can get rid of the political stuff, but it's just, I'm a completist, I have to watch it, especially for Darth Maul, because if you don't, you're not going to get him. True. Until you hit solo, and you're like, "Who the heck is that?" <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't know if they have an updated machete order now with all the new films. I haven't even thought to look that it's, up. It's it would just be, um, you know, drop Rogue One in front of Episode Four. But you do know. you watch that first, and I've, then Episode Four? Yeah, I've had in all of the ones that I've seen, uh, they always drop Rogue One in front of Episode Four. Yeah, always. because. You're, you're completely disconnected with these characters other than just at the very end, it kind of leads into it, but it's like, oh, Princess Leia, who is this? Who, uh, you know, where if you already know who Princess Leia is when she shows up, it's like, oh, wow, we can see her again. Cool. Yeah. And what happened to her face? <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's, especially with Solo, is it really necessary I mean, because they they talk about it, and so you're like, you get plenty of information just from the <laughs> dialogue between Harrison Ford and Billy D. Williams. For well, honestly, I, I loved Solo. I did too. 
I've watched it like eight times now. I love that movie. I do. I don't know why people hated it so much. Because they felt that it, you know, just like Cameron making Titanic. You know, we already know what happens, so why do we have to see it? And, and that's what kills prequels most of the time, yeah. is because we already know what's going to happen. They want to see something that they don't know. But I thought Solo was so well made. I thought it, you know, uh, mirrored the original trilogy. And I mean, I love Rogue One. Rogue One is awesome. Yep. But I thought Rogue Solo One is probably my favorite of the new movies. Well, yeah, I mean, it was it was an original story, even that they just took from that paragraph in the <laughs> original crawl and expanded upon it. What I thought was funny, real quick, is that they had signed uh, Felicity. Is that her name? Fel- um, Fel- the, I can't remember. The actress who played Jen Erso? Yeah. yeah. Um, they signed her to t- two pictures. I thought it was three. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, whether it was two or three, the fact is, is that, okay, well, uh, unless they find a way to shoehorn her into the you know upcoming Cassie and Andrew <laughs> series, she's done. That would be the only Felicity thing that would Jones. make sense. Yeah, Felicity, yeah, Felicity Jones. Jones. Thank you. Uh, so... But yeah, Solo is one of those films that you can watch by itself completely, um, you know, apart it, from... It's a Star Wars story. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's another thing, the fact that John Williams scored, you know, the theme for Han Solo in that one. I was like, that's worth the purchase of the soundtrack on its own. But I thought that it was, because, you know, we I'm sure we'll get into the score a little bit more later on, but... Um, Solo is a fantastic movie. The fact that all the Last Jedi haters tanked it, <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought that movie deserved so much more than it actually. Oh, absolutely, got. yeah. It, yeah it, it's, it it's a good solo movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the jokes keep on coming. Bum, bum. <laughs> um, no, it, it it was a really fun movie, and my biggest drawback was. All of the the fan service that was shoot, shoehorned into it, you know, because I don't have a problem seeing how Han met Chewie or how he met Lando or how he got the Millennium <coughs> Falcon. That's fine. That's part of the story. Let's go with it. But how he got his last name and yeah. how he was handed his blaster and how, like how he got his vest and his shoes and his hairstyle. I mean, yeah. I mean, and going the fact that he could speak uh, Wookie. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I don't even know the name of that language. It's anyway. Um, but but the thing is that there there's a point to where it's like okay, we accept certain things as the the story. Other things, it's just extraneous, and it feels like in Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade, the opening scene with mm. River Phoenix as young Indy, that oh, we explain everything about. Indiana Jones in 10 minutes. Yeah. Where he got his hat and his whip and his, the scar on his chin and his fear of snakes. And <sighs> okay, everything in his character came together all at one moment. Right. So what is it about Harrison Ford characters that they have to do this with? 
Yeah, and Alden was great. I I thought he was. was yeah, and yeah, you know, all the 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 stories about oh they had to have an acting coach on set the entire time, whether or not he wouldn't be the only one that would ever uh, have. But that that's happen. a standard thing. And, yeah, and I I know we've macheted the order in which you were talking about the movies, Derek. So I apologize. That's all good. <laughs> well, there have been several more movies since that machete order was invented so <laughs> right right but you know with with episode seven and eight right now obviously you're that's a 30-year gap between return of the jedi and force, force awakens, awakens and they haven't yet well i strike that mandalorian takes place within yeah. that time gap so uh oh and also resistance the new animated series that's mm-hmm. on i haven't had a chance um, to watch that yet i that's, I've watched the first two episodes, and Phasma, voiced by Gwendolyn Christie, is in that show. Oh, good. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they, yeah, they have um, Gwendolyn, uh, Leia shows up, but in the episodes I saw, she didn't talk. You know, <laughs> so, you know, I think they were, they were doing that just to show you that Leia exists right now, but, you know, it and was just... Billy Lord to... And, to and, and she's not the only... Uh, there was one other original voice actor from the current trilogy that they brought in, and I can't think of it. I, maybe it's Oscar Isaac. I can't. Because I know Poe Dameron is also a major character in that cartoon. Right. But with the with the Machete Order, yeah. I mean, if you're going to put Mandalorian in there, okay. Right now, we're still all uh, gaga over you know the story as it's currently unfolding. But right now, just jump from... Return of the Jedi to Force Awakens, and you're good. Yeah. You are forgetting one thing about Solo that no one's mentioned. Woody Harrelson, once again, doing a great job of playing Woody Harrelson. (laughs) (laughs) But but I don't know what it is with him, but it... Every role he's in, he's essentially the same character. It's just Woody Harrelson in space. (laughs) Woody Harrelson killing zombies. But it works. I actually really liked Woody Harrelson in that movie. Oh, I did too. Yeah. And... I think it was exactly what it needed to be. Yeah. And I thought it would have been better received because, and we'll get to Last Jedi in a second, but after the people, you know, all the haters were crapping on it so much, I thought they would enjoy going back to the fun oh, yeah. route of Star Wars. But I thought Ron Howard happen. did a bang-up job mm-hmm. as the, the backup director. Uh, you know, once you get past all the stuff that you read about and the lead up, okay, Lord and Miller got axed, you know, what's Kathleen Kennedy trying to cover up or fix or, you know, just like all those extra shots of Rogue One that we got in the trailer. <laughs> like, what? Where did everything go? Same thing with Solo. You know, will we ever get to see any of the footage that Lord and Miller shot? It would be great Probably to not. see, yeah. <laughs> it would be great to see, you know, one day, you know, thirty years from now, what they had put on film. But what Ron Howard turned in was phenomenal. Uh, I thought overall. I mean, it was now when I watch the movie, I look in Dryden Voss's uh, office for the fertility idol, the Shankara stones, the <laughs> Holy Grail. They're all there, and uh, even. That one little cameo at the very end, like, okay, you drop this in there. How are you going to tie it all together? Yep. You know, obviously books and comic books, but, you know, are they going to do another Disney Plus television show now that goes into it? Because I did hear that they were talking about a Darth Maul Disney Plus. 
Yeah, I, I've heard rumors. So, I mean, I guess it depends on how the rest of Mandalorian goes and how, you know, the Cassie and Andor and Obi-Wan series go, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Well, I think something else that did hurt Solo was the fact that it came out five months after The Last yeah. Jedi. Yeah. I've actually, because up until Force Awakens, all the other Star Wars films have been released in May, mm-hmm. and now they're in December, but I actually like them coming out in December. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah, and, too. and you know, I mean, you had Last Last Jedi, which was a huge hit. I mean, it it's like the number ten movie of all time or something like that. So, I mean, everybody went and saw it, even the haters. So, but the thing is that that was one of the main movies, and when you have an offshoot that doesn't have anything to do with anything, you're replacing a beloved actor in fan favorite character who is untested and like, "Eh, I don't know if I'll accept this actor in that role and hearing all about all the production problems. Like, Oh, this is probably not going to be a good movie. And it takes, it's released right on the heels of last Jedi, which of course was controversial. Yeah. People just like, you know what solo was missing bookends by, you know, George, you know what it's, it's missing is bookends by Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, I I had actually heard a rumor that that was part of the movie at one point, uh, but uh, just like uh, what was the old guy's name in uh, Indy Chronicles? Uh, yeah, the Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yeah. It was uh, George Hall. George Hall. That's what brought him in. Well, <laughs> of course, he's dead. But yeah. right, right. But no. Um, Solo, as it is, is it, it's a standalone. Obviously, you've made the joke that is a solo story, and it works. It brings back the awe and imagination of the original trilogy. I mean, the fact that we get to... I mean, the only thing that I thought we could have done without was the, the um, extra stuff on the Millennium Falcon. Did we really need to see that there was an escape pod in the front of it? I mean, okay, it was it was a story element, and they made it work for him at the end of the movie. You know, and, and then okay, it was very pristine when Lando <laughs> oh had God. it. Yeah. So what the heck did Han and Chewie do to get it? As uh, you know, she may not look like much. I yeah. wish that they had not included the Kessel Run, um, even though I like the sequence, but. I kind of like just having it left to our imagination. And the fact yeah. that he lied. <laughs> he well, rounded. Not only that, but the inside of the Millennium Falcon was like so pristine and clean. Yeah. And solo. And then, you know, just a few years later in A New Hope, you know, all those shiny white walls are like brown and nasty. Like they've been smoking like tons of cigars in there or something. Like, what are y'all doing in here? <laughs> they were and, frat boys and for the most part i like donald glover oh yeah, yeah. he was great yeah and i remember that was the ca- one casting choice that when that was announced i was like that they nailed mm-hmm. it with that oh, yeah. like I, I knew he would be great yep i would i would have liked with woody harrelson's original team that all got killed off um i would have liked them to be in the entire movie i would have wanted to see a movie just about that team yeah yeah. Um, it was unfortunate because those were really good characters and I was just like, oh man, this is cool. And then uh, well, they all die. Okay. Where is this movie going now? Oh yeah. We have uh game of Thrones 
whatever her name is. <laughs> Infus uh, Nest. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we've got to bring her back into the fold and yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And, and, nah, she was okay. <laughs> yeah. No. That, that was uh, Amelia? Emily Clark? Uh, yeah, Amelia Clark. Yeah, Amelia yeah, Clark. Clark. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had Tandy Newton, who was Beckett's And she was girlfriend. wonderful. For two minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I'll watch her in anything. So, <laughs> yeah. so luck- luckily, Revenge of the Sith was not the final Star Wars movie that we got. Because after Disney bought Lucasfilm, they announced there would be a new trilogy that... I believe they actually did say in the beginning that it would take place after Return of the Jedi and would feature the returning characters. Sure. I was, when they announced that, I was like a kid again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. I mean, that was that was 2012 when they bought Lucasfilm. I believe so. So three years later, <laughs> we got Force Awakens. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but the fanboy outrage started as soon as Kathleen Kennedy took over as president so. of I Lucasfilm. So. They were like, OMG. What are they going to do? Are you know what is Mickey Mouse going to do to my beloved Star Wars franchise? Uh, and that was going on. Then, of course, the director. Who are we going to get yep. to bring us this? Oh, new- I, yeah, I can remember they had like a, a laundry list mm-hmm. of possible directors, and at the top of the list was J.J. Abrams, who came out publicly and said, "I am not going to direct Star Wars." Yeah. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't even remember who uh, the other directors were. Um, yeah, I, I know I there were a either. couple of them, but I was like, when JJ was first announced, I was like, I can live with I, yeah, that. Yeah, I was happy. Yeah, I was too. I, I, I've enjoyed, for the most part, I mean, even Star Trek Into Darkness has its positives, um, but you know, up to that point, I've enjoyed his work. Yeah. And so I was not opposed to, to, and you know, I mean, he kind of for, to some degree has been kind of taking on the, you know, kind of the heir to Spielberg in, mm-hmm. in some respects. And it's like, okay, you know, I mean, I, yeah, it's, I had no problem. Yeah. With that. I mean, was Spielberg on those short list? Were they going to ever try? And- I, well, you know, actually Spielberg supposedly directed a scene in Revenge of the Sith. Really? Yeah. Huh. I believe it was part of the Anakin and Obi-Wan fight scene. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Supposedly Lucas had him come in and <laughs> took over the directing duties for, for like a day or so. <laughs> well, you know, it's just so with, with JJ, I was totally on board when he said no. I was like, okay, if he doesn't do it, who are they going to get? And Tarantino. (laughs) And honestly, I don't blame him. I mean, if they came to me and said, we want you to direct the the next Star Wars movie that, you know, there hasn't been a, a, you know, one of the most uh, incendiary fanboys of any franchise ever, I I would have my reservations. I, I would, I don't care you know, what kind of director it is or who it is, that's got to be scary. Yeah. Well, I can imagine the pressure and the expectations had to have been at an all-time high for Force Awakens because this yeah. is, people still enjoy the prequels, but with it being a sequel to the originals, which were held in such high regard by so many people, mm-hmm. 
I can't imagine what must have been going through everybody's mind. Like mm-hmm. this, this has to deliver. Like it has to be good. It cannot fail. Yeah, I mean, we, and the second they announced, oh well, this is thirty years later. It's going to be a continuation of the story um, that you last saw in Return of the Jedi. But who were the characters that were going to return? Yeah, you know, we were like, okay, they're all going to look ancient. What? <laughs> what are they? Are they going to just pop in for like five seconds mm-hmm. and say, "Here's the torch," and be gone, be done with they'll, it? They'll do like the second Ewok movie where. Where we left last left our characters, here they are, and they all die. <laughs> move, on to, move on to the new characters. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's your here, here's your uh, you know the first the first scene. You know, and I even knew some people who were like, if they don't start the movie with the opening title crawl, I'm going to riot. You know, just because a lot of things at that point in time were changing to. We're going to show you a little actional nugget yeah. here and then we're going to roll the credits and i'm like yeah I, I mean i'm kind of in that camp too that with now with the star you know the star wars stories the, the standalones i don't care so much you right know, the, 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 I've, i'm happy with the way they handle it but with the main chapters you need to be consistent man yep. and, and i was even disappointed that we didn't have the 20th century fox banner yeah. going back and watching just, the originals it's it's missing. It just yeah. it sets the tone. I don't dislike the way that they do with the Lucasfilm, and it's just quiet, and then boom, at least know, starts. Go ahead. But it's I I, I that twentieth century Fox fanfare. I really it just goes along so well. I, with I, it. There's like this little bit of me that hopes now that Disney owns twentieth century Fox that, that they don't do the <laughs> <laughs> with yeah with with uh, Rise of Skywalker that they'll bring back the twentieth century Fox banner, but they're not going to. No. <laughs> you know what I you know what I really like I like the way the Mandalorian episodes start. Oh, with yeah. um, the different masks and like oh, yeah. the droids' mm-hmm. faces, and sort of like a, it's like really the cool. light of the lightsabers are going by. Like mm-hmm. that is really cool. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot, actually. It was an artistic choice to you know make it stand apart, and being the first series, you know, you know, it makes me wonder if they're going to continue to do that. I have with... a feeling that's the the branding for all the TV series. Yeah, I would agree with that. But you know, with uh, with this one, you kind of are they going to have just the Lucasfilm and continue that, or would they dare put Cinderella's castle? Yeah, in I, front. I, I, I was, yeah. I, if that came up, I was going to be really mad. <laughs> you know, because I, mean, I know that they've changed that opening. You know, to suit some films. Uh, you know, the castle looks different or yeah. the background yeah. is part of the landscape and they just... The, the, the space scape with a castle floating through space. <laughs> you, you see know, a little Death Star floating in the background. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, amazingly, with Force Awakens, you know, once they got all of their ducks in a row, they kept the crawl, and then, of course, they did the camera tilt down mm-hmm. from or up i can't remember if it's up or down but it's from i think it goes planet. up for force awakens no um Re- revenge of the sith was and i might be wrong about this but i believe that was one that it went up instead of 
down. All the other films came down. Yeah, because it started with the space battle. Yeah. And uh, but they wanted that to be distinctly different because of the tone of the movie. Okay. But uh, Force Awakens, I think, is back. Into okay. Going to make me watch that movie again just to <laughs> just to watch <laughs> the open <that>. crawls. <laughs> but no, uh, the fact that JJ kept the you know the beginning as it was and the the wipes yeah mm-hmm. that was another big thing that i heard people say well i'm gonna riot if they don't do it that way so thankfully yeah they have you know they they continued that it felt like star wars it wasn't <laughs> yeah. oh well here's just a modern take on it 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 really and in him bringing back practical effects to a large degree mm-hmm. and having um you know puppets on set and having you know things that really shooting on location um that added so much to just the feel of mm-hmm. that okay we're back in the star wars universe and not just on a sound stage somewhere right i mean absolutely i'm such a fan of practical effects um you know i i just one of the things that really bothers me about the the prequels is i'm just not a fan of everything being cgi yeah. there just doesn't feel real enough to mm-hmm. me well the thing is like, that I, I appreciate what lucas was doing because he was trying to push the envelope of what cinema was and i using that term just for martin scorsese <laughs> um he'll appreciate it if he yeah, ever hears i'm this. sure he, yeah. i'm sure he's listening right now <laughs> hey hey marty how you doing um but anyways you know lucas has always tried to advance technology in motion pictures and with the prequels he did that Mm -hmm. i mean he with the original star wars he changed movie history yes with the prequels he changed movie history for better or for worse that's debatable but he changed it Mm -hmm. and so with now the new trilogy that he's not involved with where do they go you know, what do they do with it? And I think that JJ made the right call by let's go back to the style and the feel of the originals. Right. I, I think at this point, I mean, there's nothing groundbreaking about the current trilogy yeah. uh, outside of the fact that they are still toying with the uncanny valley. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I thought they did uh, a phenomenal job with Peter Cushing. Mm hmm. A not so phenomenal job with Carrie Fisher. Well, even with Peter Cushing, there was his eyes were a little. I don't bit, know. It uh, was. It was. I think the 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 lighting of the the scenes. You know, the fact that it's on the you know the bridge of Star Destroyer. You name it. The fact that there was enough of that atmosphere. That that made it passable for me. Yeah, um, you know, Car- I watched Rogue One again recently, and the Carrie Fisher thing <laughs> didn't bother me as much. And then I went back and the, just a few days ago, and and I watched just the beginning of A New Hope in HD. Yeah, and if you look at Carrie Fisher in those first couple of scenes she's in, like right when she's talking to Darth Vader for the first time. She really does look like that. You mean her face kind of distorts? <laughs> <laughs> it's not. When you go back and look at Rogue One, it's not that distorted. It doesn't bother me as much now. They really did make it look like. See, her it did at that time. With 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 Cushing uh, in Rogue One, it didn't take me out of the movie. No, I didn't. was just like, "Whoa, look yeah. at that!" Yeah. But with Carrie Fisher, you know, because we all knew what just happened. Oh, by the way. I was in the theater 
watching Rogue One, I think for the second time, when notice came on my phone right right before the movie started and it came up that she had passed i think that 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 took me out of that moment because we're you know yeah you know it hits us um but with the fact that she is in rise of skywalker for eight or so minutes yeah thankfully um they said they weren't going to cgi her they weren't going to body double her. Mm-hmm. They were going to use just the remaining footage. And it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we've seen snippets mm-hmm. thanks to the trailers, but. Well, and there's also deleted scenes on the Force Awakens Blu-ray, right. which I'm wondering if any of those scenes were used. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm thinking they tweaked her wardrobe yeah. because Leia's got to have a new flowing gown or you know whatever they got to sell action figures so um with that said outside of that i'm i'm really intrigued to see what they do with the character because they had to write around what they had yeah Yeah. i imagine that um they cut her face out and then basically you know, redid, like you said, redid the costumes, took the body and CGI'd her body, but her face and her delivery, and maybe even changed her hair hairdo for wide shots and for like over the shoulders or you oh, know, yeah, I'm sure reverse angles. Then they have stand-ins yeah. right. to, to fit her into the scene. Yeah. But yeah, for the, the actual lines, yeah, they I'm sure that they didn't change. So, yeah, I mean, her, I, I know, think if, if whatever they do, I mean... I want to. I want to believe that that is yeah. that she was on the soundstage for those takes. Right. That's if I can walk out of the theater thinking, my gosh, she really was on set for those scenes. They'll have done what they needed to do, and yeah. that will. I have no doubt that Industrial Light and Magic went over the top for what they mm-hmm. could do technologically with her stuff. I don't think they would have done it had they not thought it would work. True, true. I mean, actually, I mean, they keep talking about deleted scenes from Force Awakens, but I'm like, you had some stuff from Last Jedi. You had to have had. I'm wondering about that, too. I mean, yeah, and, I thought about that as and, well. And they kept saying, we did not alter her storyline in Last Jedi because of her outcome. So I'm like, Really? I mean, I, I kind of felt that she needed to be in it a little bit more than she was, and that Laura Dern was basically Princess Leia. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of an odd thing. You know, we're kind of getting into Last Jedi now, but um, with I, I understand again structurally speaking why she was necessary, but it almost felt like instead of having leia go into the coma have her recover and then have her be the one that sacrificed herself that's what i thought Man, might that happen would have been so powerful but uh, you know of course they, have, they wouldn't have known that she was going to die in real life and having that be the ending to her uh, i mean people would have lost it in the theater yeah but it, it would have been powerful it would have been a mm-hmm. great way to send her out but you wouldn't have been able to do the ending with luke 
Yeah. Because you couldn't kill off two of the main characters in the same movie. <laughs> God yeah. forbid they do that. And and that, you know, uh, going back into Force Awakens, the fact that we knew Jack Diddley about yeah. the characters outside yeah. of what had already been established in the previous trilogy. Okay, we've got Ray, we've got Poe, we've got Snoke, we've got Finn. Kylo. Um, Finn. Finn. Um, BB-8. BB-8. You can't forget BB-8. Yeah. Um, how much of those were um, forced into the storyline by Disney suits? Because BB-8 is definitely Disney all the way. Um, yeah, it's a character from the Black Hole. <laughs> yeah, Bob, <laughs> Vincent, yes. Um, and of course, you know there are some haters. Okay, they had to make the main hero a female. Mm-hmm. I find nothing wrong with transferring the hero's journey to Ray. Yeah, I have no problem. Um, well, here here's my thing about the the haters who just dislike the fact that the new lead is a female if we are at a point where that is still even something we have to think about that in itself is the problem yes mm-hmm. i totally agree i totally agree i and, and the fact that they keep throwing out mary sue this mary sue that i like, never heard the term until they started using it for uh, regarding her I'm like what, what are you talking about no I, oh oh so it's a female character specifically that is perfect in every way and has you know the, the solution for every scene that, oh unlike every other male character yeah. that is in come on give me a break yeah I, the fact that she the only thing that i'm like okay she knew how to fly the millennium falcon but she already knew that the Falcon was there. Yeah, and uh, who's to say she didn't fly it before? There was there was a, a bit of dialogue where it made me think that she's already been in the cockpit and played around with it. Um, okay, Luke. Well, I think in the actual uh, the novelization for the Force Awakens, uh, I listened to it a few times. I think it, that's where she had actually had a flight simulator. Okay. Somewhere that she was uh, messing with, and that's how she learned how to fly. Yeah. It yeah. Is there? I, I think she had access to a flight simulator that she was using. Though, though you can make the argument that if you have to read the novelization or comic books or other things to f- fill in the gaps, then there's a problem with the movie that they didn't explain things properly. Well, you know, uh, either that or Disney's just buy the book. <laughs> Speaking of books, it it was a lot of uh, people that didn't like Rogue One. And I think the reason I liked Rogue One so much when it first came out is because I actually listened to the audio book for Catalyst. Mm. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that book uh, yet, but that was the 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 lead up to Rogue One. Yeah, and, and the the fact now that uh, starting with uh, Force Awakens, they have all these books and comic books that are titled Journey to the Next Movie yeah. in the Trilogy. <laughs> we got the prequels coming out before the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so if you really want to know the backstory of what's going on, you must buy the book. You know, uh, It makes me uh, wish that we still had those um, books and cassette. 
you'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear R2 beep like this. Yeah, <laughs> I still have those. <laughs> I've got a few laying around somewhere. But, you know, knowing that what we know about it, does it bother you that it is basically a retread of New Hope? Yes and no. Um, I think that there's more to it than just a retread. Um, when I first saw Force Awakens, um, when it opened on a desert planet and there was a character putting, you know, something hidden in a droid, that irritated me a little bit <laughs> because it's like, we've already seen this. And, you know, say what you will about the prequels, they were in no way a retread of the original pr- uh, trilogy. They were standalone stories that, you know, I mean, obviously they were setting things up, but the plots did not mimic. They, they, they rhymed <laughs> as Lucas likes to say, but that's just over in the grand scheme of things. But there were certain beats that it was like, eh, okay, Oh, we're going into yet another bar with funny aliens and oh, we have yet another little old wizen, <laughs> you know, mentor-like character, which I love Maz Katana. I mean, she, she's great, but it's it's still yeah. it's kind of the same thing. Um, but I think the movie overcomes that. Yeah, I think it does enough to stand on its own. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it follows the same beats, but I still enjoy it. You know, all the same. It's not the Death Star. It's Starkiller Base, which yeah. was taken from the expanded universe. Yeah. Right, uh, right. Yeah, it was. And and uh, that was uh, that reminds me. I because uh, I was looking at Facebook not too long ago when uh, they I look had, at it every day with the with the fit with the, the the day they released the the one sheet for Force Awakens. Yeah, and we were all, "Where's Luke?" Yeah, and he, he's number one on the call sheet. <laughs> but where is he? He's, and then uh, just looking at the comment thread, uh, you, me, and one other person basically figured out the whole arc of Luke and you know Force Awakens. Really, and, and I'm like, wow, we nailed that. <laughs> just just talking about the poster and I'll have fact- to I have to track that down then because <laughs> I'm curious to see what we said. No, I mean, we we pretty much nailed it that he's going to be in the last shot of the movie and not say a word. I'm like. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but no, the, just, I mean, and then there was another thing. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, during the script, the read through, the first time they got the cast together for a photo op, they're sitting in a circle. Yes, doing the script reading. Yeah. yeah. And, and Mark was the narrator <laughs> for <Yeah>. obvious reasons. <laughs> and that that picture made me more excited about the new oh, movie than anything. Because I'm like, Harrison's there, <laughs> Carrie's there, you know, Mark's Anthony Daniels there. is there, <laughs> yes. Peter's yeah. there. And, and they had R2 in a crate in the back of the room, but, you know, visible. I'm like, well, okay, this is everybody that I'm psyched to see. Yep. I, this movie can't get here fast enough. And well, oh. that, that makes me think of the second trailer, the one that has Han and Chewie at the very end of it when Han says, Chewie, we're home. Yes. That made me. Um, I'm. Weep. I'm not. I'll be. I, I was in tears. Yeah. I, I, that's the same with me. I'll be completely honest. I had tears in my eyes when I saw that. Yeah, that was one of the single greatest trailer moments of all time. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> and, and that showed up after the title card, didn't it? Yeah. That, that was yes. like they it was, fade to the title card, and then. Yep. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think it was title card, then Han and Chewie, then it had the release. And you hear his voice just briefly before the picture. Yeah. Chewie we <laughs> fades up. We're, We're home. home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then of course, you know, then you had the um the spoiler guys <laughs> saying, you know, he's dead, you know. Yeah. You know yeah, I don't. Yeah. The, the Bayou Theater um, after the because they had two screenings, you know, the Thursday before, and people coming out of the first screening were telling people online what happened. Ugh. I'm coming up with an idea to solve that issue for Rise of Skywalker because I I'm going to the 9:45 show. Mm. I will be wearing headphones until the movie starts. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to May the Force also. be with you in that quest. <laughs> you know, I, I'm going. I'm I'm going to see it at six. So um, that is, you know, because the five hundred first is going to be there, and I get off of work at five. I'm like, okay, how am I going to get out of work early? So I'm thinking, what did I have to tell my boss? <laughs> you know, so hopefully your boss is not listening right now. Right? <laughs> no, but the 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 simple fact that uh, Force Awakens it reignited. You know, at least the majority of the fan base into, okay, what's, what are we going to see on screen next? Uh, you know, the Falcon's back, the score's back, you know, Han's back, Chewie's back, Leia's. Okay, you know, where's, where's Luke? Luke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and the fact that they pretty much hid R2 as well. Yeah. You know, you know, we well, see. Well, they did see. I mean, we saw the the, the shot with the Luke's mechanical hand. Yes, and it's like, oh, okay, uh, what, what does that mean? Exactly. Yeah. So we do see a close up of R two. So he's like, oh, yeah. he's in the movie. And, and, and you know, this was also the first film in the series to show a flashback. Mm-hmm. So, but then of course, you know, okay, so we kind of think we know where R two is. We kind of know what we might expect from Luke because we didn't really see him in that shot. But Oh, and there was this talk about maybe he's the villain. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then of course, you know, the build up uh, with other cool characters, the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Yeah. Where the heck were they? <laughs> and where the heck did they go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and um, you know, of course we had uh, Max von Sydow show up for two seconds. Yeah. Um, and he apparently knew all of the stories that were I'm like, yeah, I want to know more about him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so again, though, with what they did, I mean, I saw that movie four times in the theater. I, I did mean, too. Uh, I was, I mean, there was just so much being flung at us that of course, I, I wanted to see more and more and pay more attention, you know, us in the costuming world. Okay, we have to see it. We have to take notes because we need to nail these costumes. And many of us saw it more than four times in the theater just to get specific. I mean, Kylo Ren was not easy <laughs> to replicate. Uh, I know, I, you know, I know a handful of Kylos and they spent loads of time. Oh, I'm sure. Looking at the ruffles, on yeah. his, <laughs> counting the ruffles on each sleeve, and you know that well, is. Fortunately, we have the internet, now. right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and you think you think Vader is hot and heavy? 
try wearing five pounds of Kylo Ren on top of. I remember you mentioning that when you guys were out at the stadium for Star Wars night last year. Yeah, it was. It's not a breathable costume. I mean, they tried to make it easy with Last Jedi's reinvention of the suit ever so briefly. But well, it, when you're shirtless, it makes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, man. No, but the fact that Kylo's suit is actually there's wax all over it. Huh. That's what gives it that little gloss. That's really? wax. And they have to keep applying wax on that costume. That is pretty whack. <laughs> but no, uh, I, I actually, you know, with, with everything that they did, okay, there are lots of nods to episode four in it. Yes, there's technically another Death Star in it. But... Aside from C-3PO and his, I thought you didn't recognize me because of the red arm. <laughs> that was the worst joke in the movie yeah. to me. Uh, outside of that, I thought Ray was a great character. I thought Snoke was going to be more menacing than he actually <laughs> was. And Kylo, I don't ship Raylo at all. Uh, but especially since they're uh, brother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, don't spoil it. Uh, but no, it, hey guys, well, you got to repeat. I, you know. I, I hate, Go ahead. I hate to do this, but my phone is at about two percent, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to drop out here in just a second. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. We've been going for two hours and fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the running time of uh... <laughs> that's not exactly the full runtime of Rise of Skywalker, by the way. <laughs> but. Uh... All right, man. Well, all right. Catch you later, Jason. All right. Thank you, Jason. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. All right. See you. And uh, see you after uh, the rise of Skywalker. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We got to figure that out. Yes. All right. All good right. night, guys. Night. Right, good night. Well, something I want to mention about Kylo, because I actually like the Kylo character. I feel like with his reveal of him taking his helmet off, that should have been saved for right before he killed Han. I think it would have made more of an impact because it's him seeing his son's real face. And we as the viewer, we saw it, not necessarily a throwaway moment, but he takes his helmet off while he's talking with Ray. Mm -hmm. I just feel like you're seeing this masked character. You don't know what he looks like. You know he's Han Solo's son. And when they confront each other, which... I still remember the first time I saw it, I'm like, okay, he's about to die. And my heart was just beating like boom, 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 boom. Cause I, like I knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know exactly when that should have been the first time that, you know, he's like, no, I want to talk with my son. Yeah. And then he takes the helmet off. That could have really worked. Yeah. I feel like it would have been more of an emotional impact. I can see that. Yeah. And then there was, uh, when when he's racing to you know um, see Kylo on that plank you know that that narrow pathway, mm-hmm. well that, don't they believe in railings in this universe? <laughs> <laughs> well, that wide shot of you know Kylo standing on one end of the bridge, hot on the other, and then on the second level you have Ray, Finn, and Chewie mm-hmm. with just the one beam of light shining through was just a gorgeous oh, shot. Yeah. And and then you know there was the when he shouts Ben, yeah, and people are thinking, is, is he saying Ren or is he saying Ben? ben. Yeah, and I'm like, no, guys. I mean, come on. He knows that's his son. Ben's his name. Why would he shout Ren? Yeah, I mean, but 
the look that Harrison Ford had on his face, you know, and even listening to the score, you know, you can, okay, here it comes. I'm going to start getting teary eyed in a second. <laughs> and even, and when it, when it happened, it was still shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I saw it the second time, it's still, you know, cause I went a it's few days. Like, did that just happen? <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but then he just falls. Yeah. Yeah. And, like wow that's unceremonious you know i mean again you know star wars is not known for you know graceful character exits in a lot of ways but I'm like come on and, and and that that leads me to something else that I'll talk about in a minute but just the i know harrison ford wanted out he wanted out in return of the jedi for crying <laughs> out loud and george said no freaking way mm-hmm. so the fact that he finally gave, he got his out for Han Solo. I'm like, okay, you got your exit. But then I've, you know, I've heard people, uh, rumors that he's going to show up in flashbacks of I've heard, Rise. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. yeah, I've heard that too. And I'm like, that would be great to see him one final time. But if that's just nothing but rumor. Yeah. Well, I don't want it to be a throwaway. I want yeah. it to be meaningful. If he right. We know we never got the reunion with the original characters. Oh my God. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> that I yeah. think that's what hurt. That's what chaps every fan's yeah, hide yeah. is the fact that we didn't even get a second with the three of them sharing the screen. And yeah. you know, I, I heard that JJ was planning on doing something with that, but ultimately, excuse me, it, it was servicing the story. You know that that it was better for the story to keep Luke out of it until the very end because the whole. The whole plot was finding Luke. Yeah, finding Luke. Yeah. And when we see him at the end, and of course, great cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's he going to do? You know, <laughs> Mark Hamill, you know, has been vocal saying that it would have been great if he would have, you know, showed up at the moment that uh, Kylo and Han are having their chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, so miraculously Luke shows up out of nowhere and saves the day to get everybody off of Starkiller base. I mean, that would have been forced and contrived. Uh, you you, yeah. you name it. <laughs> but uh, I know he is like super upset that he didn't get to. I mean, with with Last Jedi, uh, he recently said that he had to ad lib the goodbye to 3PO. Because that wasn't in the script, and you know he'd known three PO longer than yeah yeah. So the fact that he just acknowledges him, you know, that wasn't in the. I'm like, wow. I mean, Mark had to force a couple of things in order to, you know, and whether or not it, he was actually upset with the way Luke was, you know, I think that. Mark Hamill, I mean, I don't know if you follow him on Twitter. I do. But he's a troll. <laughs> yes, he, he is. He enjoys yeah. stirring things up. <clears throat> and, I mean, if he was truly upset over... He wouldn't have done the movie in the first yeah, place. he would have just like, no, I'm not, no, I'm not going to do this. Um, I mean, just the fact that he's like, okay, it's not the way I would have gone about the character, but I'm going to make it the best movie possible because that's my job. Mm-hmm. He's accepting his role as an actor, not the writer. And, but, you know, it's like it's kind of refreshing to hear an actor say, mm, yeah, I disagree with things that the way that it was done. 
but I don't think at any point did he come out and say, I am uh, I am angry at Ryan Johnson. I never want to work with him. I think he's ruined the series. I, I mean, he's never said that no. or even indicated that. He's basically just said, yeah, I when I first read the script, I didn't like th- this direction and I disagreed with it, but we're going to carry it out the best we can. And, 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 you know, and that was another thing, too, that a lot of people thought that he was uncharacteristically not Luke. I mean, he was not Luke. And I would argue by the end of that movie, he was. Well, yeah, I, 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 I would say that he was. But here's another thing. When Obi-Wan and Yoda were facing a similar situation, they also exiled themselves. Yeah. yeah. So it's a Jedi trait, apparently, that a lot of people are sweeping under the rug to, okay, maybe I'm f- forcing that viewpoint, but yeah, I, I was not happy initially when I saw the movie and he's sitting on that rock <laughs> and I'm like, the movie's almost over. It's almost over. Let him live just a few more seconds. <laughs> it's almost over. And he, oh my God. See, see, I thought that was a beautiful ending. I did too. It was. It was, you know. And it completed his story arc. And the fact that Ryan Johnson used a Jedi trick that had never been seen before. So? Well, here... No, no, no. I'm saying that's yeah, great. Yeah. You want to see new... And, and, yeah. and apparently they Ray does some new Jedi stuff in yeah. Rise. I'm like, I can't wait because we've seen everything else yeah. that they can do. Well, it all goes back to a quote all the way back in A New Hope. When Darth Vader is in that conference room on the Death Star and he says, the ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the force. We are actually seeing how truly powerful the force can be. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, and Ryan Johnson famously trolled on Twitter uh, when he, there's a shot of him going up to the Jedi book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, okay, if you fanboys had read the book, (laughs) you would see that I'm only scratching the surface here. Mm -hmm. And so, again, we we hate what we, you know. If it's not nostalgic, then we don't like it. If we if it's something new, we don't like it, but we want it. If it's too nostalgic, we hate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was my thing with Force Awakens. People complained, "Oh, it's too much like a New Hope." Mm-hmm. We want something different. Okay, Last Jedi. They do something different. My childhood is over. It's been ruined. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And George the, Lucas raped my childhood. The yeah. fact that people are still complaining about it yeah and i have no doubt because if you go on imdb and steve you and i have talked extensively about knives out the star rating is not that great (laughs) and i truly believe it's because bitter star wars fans are going to the page and downgrading it i believe so too the last jedi is not a perfect movie by any stretch but none of the movies are no no. But it didn't ruin the entire series. I, for one, I actually really liked Luke's story arc. I I, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I really liked where like they went Luke, it. Luke is not in the same place he was in Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi. He's, he's not 30 years older. Yeah, yeah. he's not a 20 <laughs> something year old, essentially, kid. Yeah. He is a 50 something year old man who feels like he not only let the galaxy as a whole down, but more importantly to him, he let his sister down because his nephew, yeah. who she trusted him with, 
fell to Snoke. And, and he and, felt like it was his fault. Well, and the thing is, too, that um, a lot of the fanboy reaction, if you will, the the hatred came out of, not necessarily, a, I mean, to some degree, sure. it was that he hid away, but a lot of people were upset at the scene, the flashback, where he was ready to kill Kylo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, Luke would never do that. Yeah. Oh, oh, except the fact that in Return of the Jedi, he tried to kill his own father. Right. Yeah. Out of anger. I refer to that as the just for men moment, you know, because he's immediately, he's got the darker hair in that scene. Yeah. Um, And the dyed beard. (laughs) Yeah. And and that kind of took me out of, I'm like, wow, okay, that just does not look natural. (laughs) But, but with the, I guess we're transitioning into Last Jedi at this point. Uh, I was, after the first viewing of Last Jedi, again, three or four times in the theater, Um, I was heartbroken that Luke was offed. Yeah. That was, there is the Mary Poppins moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, um, okay. A lot of people, I'm not one of them who, okay. It was, it, I think it could have been done a little bit it, it was shot in a goofy manner. Yeah. And I think that's where, where people have problems with it because it, it looks off. But the fact that, you know, all of a sudden we see Leia use a force power. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's been 30 years. It's about time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's so bad about her using it in a situation where she pretty much has to do something? Okay. Yes. The, the gentle princessy glide back to the yeah. to the freighter was a little out there but i mean come on it was kind of cool to see that yeah. at the same time yeah and well it was like see when when the 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 bridge got blown up um which by the way i'm upset that admiral akbar just oh he was just destroyed and yeah eh, it's admiral akbar why he's just oh, he's dead but, <laughs> he could but, have been another one who flew the shuttle into True. Yeah. yeah. That would have had a more... My issue with that was that Laura Dern's character, we were not connected with emotionally She just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Had that been... It would have been a great way for Leia to go out. But I think even yeah. if it was Akbar, that's still a character that we recognize yeah. from the original trilogy. Yeah. It would have had a more emotional impact. But, but with Leia being blown out the window, and then she's just floating out there, and it's like, oh no, they're not going to kill her like that, are they? And then and she's just floating out there, and you see her kind of you know covered with frost and then her eyes open and she flies back uh, um i think people th- felt like it was too saccharine it was just it was too much uh, okay she wasn't blown up she was blown out the window and that, i mean it was just a little bit too convenient right and you know but even with that um because i gotta admit what the first time i saw that i was like i'm not sure about this um <laughs> But it was still nice to see her using her force powers. Mm-hmm. And but like I said earlier, um, I, I think that they made a mistake by just putting her in a coma then instead yeah. of using her to her full yeah. extent. I mean, the yeah. fact that we'd the only force power we'd ever seen Leia use was just the I can sense somebody's yeah. presence. I mean, back in Empire Strikes Back, when she communicates with Luke, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, at the end of Empire, yeah. so. I mean, the fact that, I mean, she didn't really do it in Force Awakens. So, okay. You know, and she did it with Kylo right before the bridge was blown up. Yeah. You know, they had that moment. 
I'm like, okay, he's taking his finger off the trigger. What's going to happen? And then some yahoo goes by and blows it up for him. I'm like, okay, we know that, you know, because we all knew, or at least we thought we knew, that Leia's story is going to end with episode nine. You know, nine is supposed to be her movie. Yep. So what are they going to do? I mean, they're putting her in danger. So it took me out the first couple of times I saw it, but the more I thought about it and the more I just let myself just swim in the story, I was like, okay, you know, it works for her. It's her Disney princess moment. Yeah. And, you know, she can have it for all I, because she is being sorely underutilized yeah. in this story. And, and, the, and it's actually one of the weaknesses with Force Awakens is I felt like she was, I mean, I, I liked the role that she played, at, you know, making her a general. And okay, that's cool. Give her more screen time. Yeah. You know, you know give her something more substantial to do. Um, in a way, I'm kind of glad now retroactively that they, trimmed so much from yeah. from it that because obviously her role was much meatier um because now you know she's yeah. included in in episode nine but um but i i, I thought that was this was a way of making up for that yeah, yeah. i would agree with that yeah uh, the and of course you had to throw in the porgs you have to have a lovable I love the porgs <laughs> yeah the porgs were great <laughs> well yeah and, and of course the reason that they had them was because there were birds on that island yeah. and they couldn't just have these whatever they I forgot what the kind of bird they were but they just were all over the place so they just digitally replaced them with porgs <laughs> yeah. and that was great comic relief I mean Chewie and the porgs <laughs> Chewing on the porgs yeah <laughs> Chewy chewing uh, that, w- that was great I mean and, and okay when what were your thoughts the second Luke tossed the lightsaber because that, um, that I was, I mean, I was confused initially. I was confused. I was like, uh, what? And, and it, of course, it generated a laugh because yeah. it, it was almost like a shocked laugh, not, oh, this is funny. It was like, what, 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 what do you do? What? And, you know, I know a lot of people were upset because it was played as a joke. But in character, that's exactly what Luke was doing. He was like, I'm tossing away My the past. past. Yeah. yeah. Which. Okay, let's talk about the theme of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Because it's Kylo hits home repeatedly and Luke is kind of in that same yeah. thing that let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Kill it yeah. if you have to. Get rid of so oh, the Force Awakens was all nostalgic and now here comes the last Jedi that says ignore all the nostalgia, ignore the past. We've got to kill it. We've got to do something new. Yeah. Except that's not the theme of the movie because it's the villain talking. Mm-hmm. And even when it's coming from Luke, it's a guy who is in, who's exiled himself, who's cut himself off from, he's in the wrong. Yeah. So you have two characters in the wrong, basically espousing the same theme. And what happens at the end? Luke re-embraces his Jedi powers. He bring, re- returns to the force and and his nonviolent, you know, ways, and goes back to where he should be. Right. By the end, he was the Luke Skywalker that we yes. all wanted. It's it's yeah. his journey, and the theme was re-embracing what was good yeah. about you. And so that theme of killing the past is not the theme of the movie. Yeah. It's just the opposite. I like the fact that Last Jedi kept turning what we expected. And going the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, Luke immediately tossing his past away, being 
a little comic-y, you mm-hmm. know. All right, okay, that's a, that's a new tone. Um, the fact that they kill Snoke off. <laughs> that was shocking. Yeah. Like, who? we didn't even know who he was. Yeah. Do we need to know who he was? Well, apparently uh, he's in Rise of the Skywalker to some degree. Is he? I hadn't heard about that. There was a there was a scene that Lucasfilm ever so gently dropped uh, a week ago. Really? That if you listen, then you hear Palpatine become Vader. Vader becomes Snoke, hmm. or some version of that. There are three voices in that conversation. Um, so to what extent, we don't even, I mean, if they don't acknowledge Snoke and just wash over him, that will be, uh, you know, another character assassination way (laughs) earlier than it needed to have been. Uh, because I mean, he was being built up to be the big bad as far as we all knew. Which, which, and that's why it's so subversive that Kylo just killed him. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. (laughs) Because, I mean, let's face it, he is the big bad. He's the new emperor. We didn't know anything about the emperor, you know, in the yeah, original trilogy. He's just, he's the big bad. That's all we needed to know. So, you know, we're, we're obsessed as a society now because we're trained to watch, you know, like, um, you know, Netflix shows and binge, you know, 10 hours at a time and have every detail with the expanded universes and all this stuff to where, oh, we have to have every bit of information spoon fed to us instead of accepting the fact that, OK, here's a character and what we see on screen is the character. That's all we need to know. Is the character well developed as far as the personality and the traits and who that person is on screen. If not, there's a failing to the movie, but we don't need to know where he was born and how he came to power and all that. Well, stuff. yeah, I mean, I, I'm not expecting to know his complete back. I want to know Ray's backstory more than I yeah. want to know Snoke's yeah. backstory, which but, we still could find that out. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> which I anticipate that there's more to the story than what yeah. we've been told. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've heard that Felicity, huh, not, it, Felic- not Felicity Jones, Felicity, uh, <laughs> Gosh darn it. Um, Felicity Day? The actress from Felicity. Yes, thank yeah. you. Thank you. I don't, too many Felicities going around here. But uh, she plays um, Zori or Zazie Bliss or something. I can't remember the name of the character. Um, we, all, we don't know who she is. Maybe she's a bounty hunter. But I've heard that maybe she is Ray's mom. That's, that's one rumor that I've heard. Hmm. You know, of course, uh, <laughs> just like um, Finn had to be Lando's son because they're oh, the only black characters. Yeah, in the- <laughs> <laughs> you know, which well, there's a new black character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I'm you know I'm excited to see where they take the story. I mean, because they got to wrap up the trilogy and the saga. Yeah, that's what I'm most curious about is how are they going to wrap up everything? Mm-hmm. And the fact that you know I thought this was going to be a borderline three hour movie. But it's going to be even shorter than Last Jedi, which yeah. is shocking. Yeah, I, I was, I was like, you know, just like Endgame was, you need to make this a long movie to wrap everything up the way, you know, uh, a, a nice longer story should be able to wrap things up. But the fact that it's shorter than Last Jedi, I'm like, okay, I hope it's not just you know a bunch of MTV quick cuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, They'll just go back to the casino uh, planet and the whole movie. Ah, uh, Canto Bite. <laughs> well, you know, in the trailer, they do ride horses, so I don't know if those are the not same just, ones. Not just horses. Space horses. <laughs> yeah, and and are, they, are they riding them on the outside of a, you know, a ship in the middle of deep space? That's what it looks like to me. Well, yeah, because they're space horses. <laughs> Goodness. I, I will say this in closing as we start to wrap up here. The biggest thing with The Last Jedi, and I know we've talked about it, I think I've talked about it actually with both of you off air, but the most disappointing thing to me is seeing, like, I I get if you don't like something, Mm -hmm. you can voice your opinion and say you don't like it, but to go to the degree that some Star Wars fans have is just disappointing. You know, they drove... I can't remember her name, but the actress who played Rose. Yeah. They drove her off of Instagram because of all the hatred. I think even Daisy Ridley was off social media for a while just because, yeah, we love it. But at the end of the day, it's entertainment. Mm -hmm. It's a movie. It's It's not real life. And if you have to attack other human beings because you don't agree with something that Really, they were just a part of. They didn't write the story. Mm-hmm. They weren't... And even getting mad at Ryan Johnson, because Ryan Johnson did something that I thought was needed in the franchise. Mm-hmm. It needed a different direction. It needed a new shot on the arm. I, for the most part, love The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah, me too. I think it's a beautiful film. I think it's, it looks great. I think it tells a good story. I mean, it's it's it falls into that trap a little bit of being the middle act. <laughs> But I mean, even, you know, Empire is the best movie of that entire trilogy yeah. and it's the mm-hmm. middle act, but. I'm just it's, curious, it's, 10 years down the line, what people are going to say about this trilogy series. Yeah, I am back too. At it. Because, you know, you have the prequels that if you were a little kid when those came out, you, generally speaking, people have fondness of the, the prequels. If you were a kid during the original run, the original trilogy, looking at the, the prequels, they kind of ripped it apart because it's not what they remember when they were children. Yeah. And now you have kids that are watching this group of movies that are seeing it fresh for the first time. You know, what are 10 years down the line, what are they going to look back? You know, I mean, they're going to have that same nostalgia that I got to see episode nine in the theater when I was 10 years old. And, you know, there's they're going to have that same kind of feeling that that we had from the various films that we've seen Mm -hmm. and you know so but for a 40 or 50 year old who i hate this movie because or you know whatever the the, because they feel like oh there's political statements in it or it goes against what they believe star wars should be or because certain actors were cast that they disagree with the casting you know, kind of like what Shatner once said about Star Trek, get a life. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. you can dislike the movie. Fine. Don't watch it. Yeah. That's, you know, in 10 years, they're going to have another trilogy out or have had another trilogy yeah. out at yeah. that point uh, where they're going to look back. And yeah, I, I really think that as much as people say they hate The Last Jedi, they're just saying it to say it, to be mm-hmm. part of. You know, a lot of times proud. it becomes the cool thing to yeah. say that you hate something and, and for no real reason other than that. But I still like like you said, Derek, you know, I'm still seeing people now two years later. Oh, I'm a former Star Wars fan because of that movie. 
Okay, good. Then okay. don't ever watch the, another Star Wars then movie again. Stop talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just just stop talking about it. Stop watching it. Stop participating in the fandom. Or go watch the original trilogy and have fun with it. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. But you know, you, it, to a certain degree, it's like they want they didn't enjoy it for whatever reason, so they have to tear down the enjoyment of other people. They didn't enjoy it, so no one else can. Exactly. Yeah. That's you know. The fact that uh, just uh, squeezing in the Mandalorian here, which seems to be reuniting the fan base. Yeah. Oh, Mandalorian's Baby Yoda. great. <laughs> Baby Yoda is single-handedly bringing back <laughs> every hater into the fold. Although and I am reading some negativity coming out now. Oh, it's just oh, every episode's the same. I disagree with that yeah. statement yeah. That, 100%. That, that is so far from the truth. I mean, in just the five episodes alone, each one being completely different than the other one. Well, you and I were talking yeah. before we started. Each episode, to me, hits a different emotional response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, for a series, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact that, yeah, I'm going to throw this one in here. Uh, I'm sure we've all seen the story about the 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 specific feminist who was anti-Mandalorian because there were no strong female characters. All she had to do was wait four weeks... And voila, here <laughs> you go. Exactly. Actually, I didn't. I, I was not familiar with that. No. Oh, spoiler alert! Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't familiar with the critic that you're talking. Oh, about. Uh, yeah. I, I have seen all the episodes. Yeah. Of it. Uh, yeah. I, I can't. Uh, I can't remember her name, and it's not worth mentioning anyway. Oh, okay. yeah. But uh, yeah, I think everybody uh, has got something that they can find to love in Mandalorian. So if yeah. this is the way Star Wars exists for the foreseeable future. I'm on board for every yeah. second. Yeah, you just too. said this is the way. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs> Last thing before we get out of here, one prediction for something that will happen in Rise of Skywalker. Because we're going to come back and revisit it when the movie comes out. Only one prediction? Just one. I'll, I'll go ahead and say mine. Okay, okay, go ahead. I think I know what the last shot of the movie is going to be. I think it's going to take place on Tatooine. Okay. I think for some reason or another, Ray is going to go to the old Lars family homestead. Interesting. Someone's going to be there. It's not really a relatively known character. And she, he or she says, oh, we haven't had, you know, anyone out here in a long time. What's your name? And she's going to say, Ray Skywalker. And she's going to look out at the sunset as the as the twin suns start to set, we're going to cut to that wide shot with the force theme. Roll credits. Okay, so now if that doesn't happen, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking uh, that she would go back to Octu. That's, ha- that's how I want it to end anyway. Oh, go ahead. I, I thought she was going to go back to Octu. Hmm. Yeah, and well, there's and, a there's a clip in the trailer that looks like she does. So, but I think she probably goes back early. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm like she forgot a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, y- Yoda hid one from Luke that he didn't know. About. <laughs> yeah, that um, jokester Yoda. <laughs> well, uh, you know, will Luke, as a Force ghost, show up wherever she is, or is he hanging around the place where he died? So will you know she go back to talk to him? Well, you know, some of some of the things that I thought might show up. We're, you know, we're going to see Darth Vader. Um, 
you know, according to the clip that they dropped, unless that's just, uh, you know, uh, like a voiceover throw in just for yeah, the sake of it. Unless they, unless that's what that was, he's gonna. I mean, we already know that the helmet exists, mm-hmm. but in a trailer, it's, they're clearly destroying the rem, the remnants of the rest of his armor. So, does Hayden Christensen show up? That's been rumored for a while. Yeah, it has. Been. Um, I'm I'm thinking that there is going to be um, a reunion of Force Ghosts. If 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 Luke, Yoda, and Ben don't show up, I will be upset. <laughs> Not upset, but that that's what I'm betting is going to happen is that there's going to be more than one force ghost show so you up. think we'll get you and mcgregor obi-wan i don't know ghost. if it's going to be well i mean they can always just reuse uh alec guinness you know in some way shape or form they have to get the rights from his estate but but the the fact i i think that uh, but i mean it would be a great nod to the forthcoming obi-wan disney plus series i think we will have some kind of force ghost reunion um you know, and, and another thing, I've heard people say that there there's going to be the creation of the Gray Jedi because of Kylo and Rey coming together to balance. If that course. happens, they should be called Skywalker. They, they actually merge into one person, <laughs> Raylo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think that it's going to have an epic battle at the end. Um, <clears throat> I think that JJ is going to feel compelled to explain Ray's heritage um, for better or for worse. I think that um, what was revealed in The Last Jedi is not the full story. And I think that, you know, from a certain perspective, there's truth to it. But then we learn something different because I think Kylo was manipulating her. Well, that's the easy cop out is that he's a villain. Yeah. Villains lie. Mm Yeah. But even... Ben lied to Luke (laughs) (laughs) because there's certain information that Luke didn't need to know. Well, what he said was true from a certain certain point point of view. (laughs) So I I think that that's going going to come into play and have deeper meaning um, that's going to resonate through the whole whole movie and and probably change the meaning of the trilogy. Yeah. You know, it'll be great to, you know, once this one comes out on home video to watch them all together for the first time. We have to watch all of them again. (laughs) Cool. Well, is there anything that you guys want to plug before we call this a show? Yes. Um, Tickets are on sale for the Pensacola Indie Fringe and Comedy Festival, which we have a wonderful lineup for the film festival. Um, We have um, some great local films we've got um the pilot to scam county that's going to be shown there we've got isaac mahaffey's uh feature film wasted hours that's going to be played we've got a live on stage presentation of nightmare theater where they're going to be showing abbott and costello meet frankenstein and that's going to be great and in a lot of great comedy short films some local some from around the world excellent awesome well, guys, this was fun. I can't wait to review Rise of Skywalker. Like when this episode comes out, it will be the day Rise of Skywalker comes out. So, always fun talking Star Wars. Thank you, and 
Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was great to be here. A huge thank you to Steve, Jason, and Jonathan for taking the time to do a three-hour podcast talking Star Wars. And I think all four of us had a blast doing it, and we're going to be doing it again in a couple of weeks. So next week is Christmas. I will be taking Christmas off. So there won't be a new episode of the podcast next week. But coming back in 2020 on January 2nd, we will be doing a spoiler-filled review of The Rise of Skywalker. It will be myself, Steve Wise, Jason Robbins, Jonathan McIntosh, and also joining us will be LaVon French, who's also a fellow member of the 501st Legion with Jonathan, and she was also the award-winning costume designer for Steve's film Survey. So we'll all be here talking about Rise of Skywalker. But during the Christmas break, if you want to check out past episodes of the podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. You can find me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Podcast. And of course, thank you to my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers, for providing the theme music for the podcast. Their songs Late Night drive Through" and Light and Jazzy can be found on their album Greetings from the Space Van, which you can find on Apple Music, Google Play, and Spotify. That's going to do it for this week's trilogy of Derek Diamond Experience episodes. Enjoy Rise of Skywalker. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a great holiday. I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here in 2020.